country certainly grabbed the limelight last week, Adrian. Didn't it? At our amazing inauguration. And how could we not but take a look at that powerful poem? Tell us about it. It is imperative that we read this poem this week. This, The Hill We Climb, President Biden's inaugural poem, was written by Amanda Gorman. Um, in 2017, Gorman was the National Youth Poet Laureate. That year, Tracy K. Smith was the Poet Laureate, and so they were really sort of complementary writers. Um, in 2015, Gorman's book, The One for Whom Food is Not Enough, was published, and she's really a poet of intersectionality. She's thinking about the African diaspora, she's thinking about the role of women, she's thinking about the role of women of color, um, and she's also thinking about sort of the privilege of education and how we feel about education as we come from marginalized communities. And I noticed that there was a Jewish connection. Oh my that gosh. She had um, been uh, connected with the Millikan Foundation and yes. she won that youth award, which was so impressive. Yes. And I felt so wonderful about that. Same, same. And I also feel like she gives us this sort of Miriam moment, right, as we're standing on the precipice in the Pasha this week. And here we are on sort of a national precipice also. It has just been a week for women. Oh and gosh. that inauguration where we, the world, got to see a young woman poet and to see the first vice president who is a woman uh, in our history, it was just a spectacular moment. Yes. And it made me reflect on our Parsha, Parshat Bishalach. Yes. And welcome, friends, to the podcast, the poem, the Parsha. And there we have Miriam, thousands of years ago, standing at the shores of the sea and singing a song to the Lord. It's true. Shall I read the poem? Yes. I think we're going to have to do selections because yes. it is a mighty poem. This, we, in the interest of time, I will read 20 lines from this poem. The Hill We Climb by Amanda Gorman. When day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade, we've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace, and the norms and notions of what just is isn't always justice. We will rebuild, reconcile, and recover in every known nook of our nation, and every corner called our country, our people diverse and beautiful will emerge. Battered and beautiful, when day comes, we will step out of the shade, aflame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it, for there is always light. If only we're brave enough to see it. If only we're brave enough to be it. What a powerful moment it was that we all shared as we heard her read this poem. And that moment when she finished, and it was just... We were all in awe. It was every jaw had to be picked up off the floor before the applause could start. It was a collective spiritual moment. It was. It was. It was all of us at the precipice. It, and that's what really, I think, is evocative about this week's Parsha. Because yes. there we were as a nation on the precipice. Yes. Behind us, the Egyptian army threatening our survival. In front of us, water. What is there to do? But to jump in. I was going to say swim. 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 Uh, and, and when we get to the other side, the shared themes of the poem and Shirat Hayam, the song of the sea, Thanksgiving, 
gratitude, triumph, jubilation, the feeling that we are beginning, that we have come from a place, Amanda Gorman has come from a place where she talks about descended from slaves. Mm -hmm. And Adrian, we are all the Jewish people descended from slaves. It's true. And I think we can also sort of reflect on that. Um, and yes, we are far from polished, far from pristine, but that doesn't mean we're striving to form a union. We are striving to form a union that is perfect. We are striving to forge a union with purpose. I think there is this national moment, right, when we cross the sea of wanting to create a union. I think a union as a nation, and I think a union as we think about our connection with God. And, you know, the lines from the poem, here's one, that we'll forever be tied together victorious. Yes. We as a country, it's not easy. We've, no. we've been through a lot through our history. And we are a country that believes in our stated values of all men are created equal. And e pluribus unum, right? Like, out of many, one. And I think there is a, this idea of oneness, this sort of healing that happens in both the Parsha and the poem, whereas we start to think about the sort of collective, the we. And Gorman has it here. We must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. And I think, I think that the... Well, in, in the Parsha, I think we've got some of that reflection also, yeah? Well, the repeated we that you just noticed, and when you take a look at the poem, and friends, it's a long poem. We urge you to find the text online. The word that probably repeats most here is actually we. Mm -hmm. And we, the collective, are also the ones that are singing. We yes. are, as a nation, standing on the banks of that water giving collective thanks and we are a nation and there's a line in here in the poem where she speaks about the idea of to offer hope and laughter to ourselves mm -hmm. isn't that what we do when we sing in triumph to each other of course we offer hope and laughter to ourselves and you know the women at the end of this song in the parsha present a unique optimism. Mm -hmm. It is said of them that they took out their timbrels. Mm -hmm. And the question that the commentaries ask is, where did these timbrels come from? You know, they're packing at the middle of the night. They've got to run for their lives. And the women optimistically bring instruments with them so they can celebrate. They were optimistic. They were believers. They knew that we would get through it all and have a moment together. Yes, um, and I think that, so I read a really interesting article a while back, but I think about it often, especially in terms of tefillah and in terms of our, like, any time we sing together, like, there is a connection that happens in the brain that is a unifying connection with other people. And so when I think of that, I think of this sort of innate connection that happens and I think that is an expression of sort of gratitude, gratitude for the we, right? And gratitude for the circumstances. And that spontaneous giving over to song is what I felt we were doing as a country when she was reading the poem, that we were all 
listening with mm-hmm. bated breath. And of course I thought it was meaningful when she quoted scripture. Yes. Scripture tells us to envision that everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree and no one shall make them afraid. What a beautiful yes. pasuk, a beautiful verse from the words of our prophets. It is the idyllic time that we yes. were all hoping and waiting for. It is, and I also think that we have, we're also sort of called upon in that, it's okay to take that moment. It's okay to be present in that moment and just feel the triumph. But I think there is always that moment to sort of garner ourselves and keep pressing on, right? Keep pressing on in whether it's sort of a sense of wholeness in ourselves, in our communities, in our country, we will build, reconcile, and recover in every known nook of our nation, in every corner called our country, our people diverse and beautiful will emerge. The new dawn blooms as we free it, for there is always light, if only we are brave enough to see it, if only we are brave enough to be it. And I think it's okay to take that moment and triumph and feel that collective relief, but I think there's also an idea here that there's more work to be done. Right when we cross the sea, it's not like, oh, well, here we are. We're done. It, it actually is the beginning of the work. Yes. And, and there is a tremendous amount of work to be done. And peace is something that is very hard to achieve. It takes a lot of effort. Honestly, fussing with each other is effortless. We oh, yeah. see that in children and adults. You know, making peace is hard work. Um, yeah. And she writes here beautifully, if we merge mercy with might oh, gosh. and might with right, then love, love becomes you. our legacy and change Chills. our children's birthright. So, Chills. Adrian, I know. <sighs> you know, I love alliteration. And yes. Alliteration is so much what poetry is about. The song, the lilting of the words. It's the tell, music of language. You know, tell us a little bit about what your thoughts are around the way that this poem sounded. This poem is meant to be heard aloud. This is not a poem that's meant to be read off the page in isolation. There are poets that exist like that. There are poems that exist like that. They're like, this is a private, quiet moment. This is not. This is um, really a sort of rich interpersonal experience. Marie Howe says, poetry is two people talking in a room. This is not two people talking in a room. This is a hundred people talking in a room. Like This is the experience of of being present and for somebody else. And that that is in, in a very like sensory way. And so I think the language, the alliteration that you pointed out and this sort of, there are no hard stops. This is just comma, comma, comma. There's no hard um, punctuation anywhere in this poem. And I think that lends itself to this idea of one, it's musical and it's, it's meant to be heard and that it's that listening to music is a communal experience and i feel that that was so much how she drew us all in and you know we're going to pull this together here i'm my phrase that i'm going to end with that i think is so amazing is battered and beautiful oh gosh because i think the people of israel were battered and beautiful as they stood at the sea they had been through hundreds of years of slavery but they were beautiful they were free there's a lot that's going to happen in that desert, but this moment, 
they're battered, they're beautiful, and in fact, that's why the Torah, the giving of the Torah is delayed by 50 days, mm -hmm. so that God will allow them to get past some of their pers their physical injuries. They are battered. We have mm -hmm. to get them to that place. And so, you know, we, I think we're all kind of feeling right now in this moment a little battered and beautiful. Yes. And uh, that's going to be what I'm going to take away from this poem. I also think that there is always light. I think we are brave enough to see it, and I think as we stand there on the other side of the sea, we are also brave enough to be it. Amen. Friends, the poem, the Parsha, the podcast, thank you for joining us, and please, by all means, take a look at this poem. I think we're all going to remember it for many years to come. Absolutely. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom.